Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Gossip Girls. We are your hosts, I'm Amelia and I'm Jess and the aim of this podcast is just to bring you all the goings on and the goals and the gossip (laughs) of women's football in general and the WSL and all that, yeah. So let's get started. Okay, we've got a lot to cover, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love the topics, we love the drama, we love all the gossip that's been happening over Christmas break, December. Yeah, Christmas break, so much has happened. Christmas break, so it just happened. Um, obviously, we've got our main thing, which has been Mary Ups, the Queen herself. Yeah, God, has wanted. She's wanted she, everywhere. She, Everyone wants her. Everywhere. Um, obviously, we've got... Paris, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Arsenal, um, yeah. a little rumour about Chelsea. Ch- Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah, that, Chelsea, that, that went round for a bit. Um, yeah. What do you think is most likely? I I think she's going to go to PSG, you know? I mean, yeah, because there's been a lot more rumours of her going there rather than mm. Arsenal, which was very, 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 I thought was at the start because that was yeah. the only club that was really going around who wanted her was at the start and then obviously nothing it's just saying that like she's not talking to them anymore she's yeah. not no so hmm. and we went through a couple of days where it was like every single thing in the news seemed to be like in the women's sports news seemed to be about mary and all the different clubs that wanted her yeah and now we've just kind of like had a bit of a lull it's she's gone with man united to their to Malta training camp in Malta yeah. and she seems to still be kind of starting with them so yeah there's always the chance that she'll just stay till the summer and we'll have a whole another round summer, of this yeah. yeah we'll have a whole another round of this in the summer transfer window I know but then you got um go on. yeah you go <laughs> you got like other goalkeepers as well not just mm. Mary Earps like yeah. Ellie Roebuck she hasn't played since last April yeah she got that red card for Man City mm. and I'm surprised that we haven't heard more rumours about her honestly because I would have thought she would have been one of the first to like yeah. surely she wants to go if she, she doesn't leave she hasn't played if she doesn't leave Man City then she's not and gonna make she's it still, England course. yeah she's still young but you know, while you're young, you still want to try and get out there. Like, you don't want to yeah. leave too long before newer, younger players come in and they're like, oh, wait, yeah. we don't want you. We want newer, younger players. But maybe, I mean, maybe she's holding out for Mary Earps to leave. Maybe Man United want maybe, her as her yeah. replacement. That really could So, be. if Mary doesn't leave till summer, then she's kind of stuck with nowhere to play. I know. But then, yeah, for Arsenal, you got Manu, Manu Zinsberger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, was rumoured to leave because obviously her wife is yeah. pregnant and yes. everyone thought she was going to get back to her. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. I'm buzzing. Um, buzzing. So everyone thought that she was going to leave Arsenal to be with her wife, with her mm. soon-to-be baby. But Yeah, the baby's June, like, June or something, June. isn't it? Yeah. Like, we haven't seen any other news mm. about her leaving. No. There's even some people are speculating that she might sign a new contract, which I just... I know. I don't know. I don't see that happening. No. But then she is obviously our main goalkeeper for Arsenal because you've mm. got Sabs, yeah. who doesn't play often. You've got Naomi Williams. I'm sorry, but I've never seen that girl play. Like, no, neither. I think I she think, might go on loan. Yeah, I think she should go on loan because yeah. otherwise I think it's unfair. Like, she's... A, 
young talented goalkeeper and it's not fair just to keep her like she's our third goalkeeper she's not gonna play really exactly and as Arsenal is one of my say one of the best clubs in England like she's just gotta yeah yeah we're not biased on this podcast though we definitely not um on the topic of Mary, we have to talk about her winning Sports Personality of the Year. Spotty. Spotty. Um, I love that for her. Like, yeah. Second woman. year in a row, Lioness has won. I know. I'm yeah. so proud of them. Um, Obviously, with her winning came a lot of people saying that, oh, what she actually done? She doesn't deserve it. Yeah. But I think... She's done so much. She's done so much. She won so much last year. Yeah. Yeah. So so much Man United, England, Lionesses. She just mm. she got into the second. She got them in the final of the World Cup. Yeah, and she won one like Euros. Like, what's this girl not done? Yeah, and I think that every nominee for the Sports Personality of the Year deserved to win it. And I think exactly, that yeah, it's a, it so much. It's a public voted thing. Mm. At the end of the day, if you didn't want that person to win, you could have voted more, but. Exactly. She was the majority winner. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. She deserved it so much. Yeah. Um, all the other nominees, they were very, yeah. very nice as well. Um, so, yeah, obviously that happened before Christmas. We had yeah. two engagements as well. Two. Three engagements. Three engagements. Three engagements. Oh, Three engagements. God. So, obviously, we had two of the lionesses, Chloe four. Kelly and Millie we got Bright. Four. We got four engagements. We got, we, did. we got four, we got four. We got Sorry, four. everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so many. Yeah, obviously you had um, two of the lionesses, so Chloe Kelly, Millie Bright, got engaged. Mm. Very happy for both And that was very close together. They were like, what, very two close days, together. three days um, apart from each other. Mm. And before that, we obviously had the announcement of Sam Kerr and Christy Mewis. Um, <laughs> and they kind of like, slowly announced that I know they, they got engaged at the start of yeah. September and didn't announce it till beginning of November was it something like that maybe the middle um, of November yeah and then after Christmas there was Ellie Carpenter and Daniel van der Donk mm. um, they haven't yeah. been for long no and that was a bit of a surprise I think for a lot of people I know yeah. So, yeah, congratulations to everyone. And congrats um, to everyone. A lot of weddings happening. Yeah. Which is so yeah. Okay. So exciting. Back onto the actual transfer window and mm. actually about the football now. Um, we've had two Matildas come over to the WSL <laughs> in this transfer window. Um, yeah. Highly speculated before the transfer window. Charlie Grant and Katrina Gorey. Yeah. Charlie Grant's gone to Tottenham mm. and Katrina Gorey's obviously gone to West Ham. And we've had, yeah, those two announcements in the past few days. So very exciting to have two new it's Matildas very, over in the WSL. I know. Neither, of the, neither of them have played in the WSL before, I don't think. No. Um, no. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's very, very good move for both of them. Mm, As Charlie yeah. Grant moving to Tottenham, Tottenham are doing quite well at the moment. Yeah, Tottenham they really are making their be... way up the table. And... Yeah, they really seem to be building a squad that's going to 
get them where they want to be. Yeah. And like their starting 11 that they've got going on, like mm. changing players, like they know how yeah. to control each game. And obviously, they know... Go on. Yeah. And obviously, Beth England, she was injured because she had hip surgery. Um, yeah. But she's coming back now. Yeah. So it's they seem to actually have a really strong squad building. Um, they really do. Speaking of Tottenham, they beat Arsenal for the first time ever in the WSL before Christmas. Um, bittersweet, not even sweet, <laughs> bit bitter about that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, congratulations to them. It's history. I know. Like, very, very, um, very well done. Yeah, and... I think they seem to be really good at being able to capitalise on the opportunities that the teams they're playing kind of let slide and that's what you need to be able to score the goals. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're doing um, very, 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 very well. Yeah, and West Ham as well seem to be... Um, obviously, they're currently in the relegation sort of area, which isn't great for them. Um, yeah. But they seem to be kind of getting new signings, trying to build their squad to be really strong. So they've had... Mm-hmm. Just in this transfer window alone, they've had so far Katrina Gorey and Christy Mewis, um, both top-notch players, top I notch. think, who do amazing things for the club. Mm-hmm. And obviously they've got their captain, the goalkeeper, Mackenzie Arnold, who's also obviously Australia's goalkeeper. And I think she's really amazing and she does yeah. really brilliant things for West Ham. And hopefully they won't. they can keep relegation away. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with um with West Ham and with Chris Mewis and with Katrina Gorey moving to them, I think it's very different because Chris Mewis has always been in America. She's mm, yeah, you know, and it was obviously she was very shocked when she got not shocked, but she was very happy when she got into the World Cup. As we seen, yeah. she was crying. She was very happy, and it was yeah, really, very very, very, very happy. Good achievement for her and then also with Katrina Gorey she she didn't know if she was going to make the World Cup because obviously she had her, mm. she had a baby she had a baby yeah. by herself she's all by herself she didn't know if she wanted to carry on with football like mm. she wasn't she didn't know but obviously the World Cup for Australia changed the country because yeah. they got so big from yeah the World it changed Cup. football in the country in really Australia changed. it changed like it changed how people I know. they did amazing like, I, I saw things where people were saying that um, they had friends who were at, uh, like, it was either a Australian men's football match or Australian's rugby or something like that. And so many people were just missing the game and were stood in the, like, bar area watching the Matildas on the TV. Yeah. And, like, you see clips of when Sam Kerr scored against England and how ecstatic everyone was yeah and it's just so nice to see people getting as excited as they would over men's football over women's football yeah and I think it really is kind of highlighting how the game's just is growing exactly because obviously growing and growing yeah because obviously we've seen that during 2022 during the Mm. Euros during you know big win um yeah and we became huge after that. Like, women's football yeah. has grown so much just from that. And, like, sold out. Like, Wembley was a yeah. record, wasn't it? I think so. And we've had kind of, like, just in this season, Arsenal at the Emirates yeah. against Chelsea had made a new WSL record attendance. Was mm. it, like, 59,000 or something? 
in the summer. I can't remember. <laughs> Something along those lines, which is amazing considering you I think know, yeah. the capacity of Emirates is around 60,000. So <clears> they've <throat> almost sold out Emirates and are consistently selling out Meadow Park. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's nice to see from just from Arsenal, the consistency of yeah. crowds going to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, <coughs> we've mentioned Christian Muras. Today, just this afternoon, it was announced that Sam Kerr has torn her ACL in their warm weather training in Morocco. In Morocco, yeah. Devastating. Shocked. Like, um, really shocked. No yeah. that happened during training and not even for a yeah. game, which is so no. much more devastating because yeah. you're not actually doing competition. You're just training. Like, you're doing your every single day job. And yeah, there it goes down the drain, which is honestly heartbreaking. Mm. But I'm devastated for her as well because I just think she's had such a strong... Amazing- She's coming off the back of the World Cup and the high they all the Australian players must have had from yeah. just hosting it in Australia and how far they got. Mm. And I think, obviously, she has had some spots of injury here and there in the first half of the season. But I just, I think it's heartbreaking for her to think that that's not a short-term injury. That's going to take her probably about nine months. It takes nine months to a year, don't they say, really, for an ACL to... Yeah be completely like repaired and you know yeah. that means that obviously currently Australia aren't qualified for the Olympics yet but if they do qualify she won't be able to join them and I think she's a massive part of the team it's kind of in comparison to like Leah Williamson who obviously is still out with an ACL injury coming back very soon but it's the same sort of thing of like that's a captain of a national team. That's yeah. a massive part of the team. For them to yeah. be injured and out for a major competition is devastating for everyone yeah. involved, not just the player. Obviously, Absolutely. it must be heartbreaking for her to have that injury, but for the whole squad of both Chelsea mm-hmm. and the Matildas, yeah. like that's a key player gone from their teams. So, um, so yeah. So that's really sad. Obviously, we're still waiting. At this point in time, we're still waiting for kind of updates on her. But yeah, also to think for her, it's kind of Emma Hayes who brought her into Chelsea. It's Emma Hayes' last season and she's going to be missing out on that. Like she's probably played her last game under Emma Hayes. Yeah. So to think that must, must be kind of hard to deal with really on top of being injured Mm -hmm. yeah because at the start when Emma Hayes announced that she was leaving and obviously going to America to train the nationality team and everyone national team not nationality (laughs) don't know where nationality came from Jess (laughs) for clarification she means the US national team not the nationality team Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, and everyone thought Sam Kerr was going to follow her, go to America, because mm. obviously Christy was still out there, yeah. but obviously now she's not, she's at West Ham, so mm. that could have been a yeah. massive game changer she left Chelsea, the WSL. Yeah. Like, I think also, yeah. 
it's like it's nice that Christie's in London and they've yeah. taken that step for Christie to move over to the WSL so yeah. that they can be together. I think that was kind of a really nice thing anyway, but particularly with the news of her tearing her ACL, it's it's really good to think that Christie's gonna be there and able to support her in her recovery mm-hmm. instead of Christy being over in America. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's really great timing for her to be moving over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, that's really sad. We thought maybe we'd done with a few ACLs for a while after obviously Arsenal had a lot of ACLs last season. Um, but yeah, I think it was a, from it. we're still coming back from those ACLs. Yeah, and I think done yet. ACLs are a massive problem in the women's game just from watching the documentary that Beth Mead and Viviana Miedema did. Um, about ACLs and the kind of like plethora that we've had of ACLs in yeah. the women's game in comparison to the men's and nothing's really being done about it. No. Like the football boots that the women are wearing aren't made for women, they're made for men. And yeah. I think particularly with the growth of the women's game, there needs to be significant changes in the kit that we're given and yeah. the all those like sorts of things because it's so many players are out with ACLs or have been in the past year and that's not sustain- sustainable for the game. No. It, like, it can't carry on. No. So WSL starts around 20th of Jan. So we've had obviously like a five-week break. Um, when we left, the WSL for the break the standings currently are Chelsea 1 Man City 2 Arsenal 3 Man United 4 and Liverpool 5 hmm. um, impressive from Liverpool actually yeah. they've done really well to get to fifth into well. the table fifth into the, to get fifth in the table considering last season they were right down near the bottom yeah um yeah, I think that, and then at the bottom of the table, we have um, Bristol City in 12th, West Ham in 11th, Brighton in 10th, Aston Villa in 9th, and then Leicester City, Everton and Tottenham are all in the middle of the table. Mm. Do you think there's anyone that really stands out that's done much better than you thought they would? Um, obviously, we expect... Chelsea, Man United to be very at the top because they got yeah. some of the best players. They've got mm-hmm. amazing control in their team that they've have. Yeah, and they're both doing amazing at the moment. And um, obviously with Sam Kerr gone now, I w- I'd love to see how they're gonna, who's gonna mm-hmm. come up front more often, who's gonna be their number nine. Like, yeah. it's gonna be very more different with the second half of the season because mm. of Sam K's out. Oh god, and then you've got like. <laughs> um obviously you got West Ham who are at the bottom. Yeah. With now with Christy Mewis and mm. Trina Gorey, I want to see if they're gonna improve this team and help them get further and yeah. up the table. I yeah, I think that as I said a minute ago, Liverpool have done much better than I think most people thought yeah. they would have. Um Liverpool ended the season last year in seventh place. So to be in fifth at the middle of the season, obviously 
every it can all change in mm-hmm. a moment like yeah one weekend can change the whole table around but I think to be in there on 18 points they're tied with Man United mm. and that's super impressive considering Man United finished third in the table last year yeah Man United go into the Champions League um so I think they've done much better than people would have expected mm-hmm. I think Aston Villa have been a bit of a shock people yeah. thought they were going to be much better yeah um they finished fifth in the table at the end of last season and they're currently ninth yeah and a lot of people before the season started said oh I think Aston Villa are going to be on top form this season going to be doing really well and I think everyone's been slightly like oh they kind of ended on such a high last year being fifth in the table that I think it's just kind of a bit of a shock yeah I think obviously Man City as you said like Chelsea Man City Arsenal Man United all are always kind of fighting for that top Mm -hmm. spot and fighting for those three places in the Champions League um yeah um I think with um West Ham as well not West Ham Aston Villa um Obviously, at the start of the season, they were second to last, weren't they? At the start of the season, they I were... I think something like that. I think they were very, very low down as to what people are expecting. And um, obviously, we... Not we. <laughs> Arsenal, we just <laughs> we just gave away Noelle Moritz. So, yeah. I want to see what she's gone from Arsenal being mm. one of the best teams in the country to now... Aston Villa and see if she's going to yeah. have all or I do always think that Aston Villa do seem to have strong winter transfer windows mm. that help them get out of the tough spots that they might be in currently in the table Yeah, because you think um, last season they got Jordan Nobbs and they've obviously just got Noel Moritz yeah. so I think I'll be interested to see if, A, if they have any more transfers during this window. And also I'll be interested to see how these new players are going to affect the kind of standard of play. And like, because sometimes all it takes is a few new players to freshen up and have different kind of strategies for play to just have that kind of winning attitude and winning quality. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say about the table? Um, I think with the table and the transfer, you've got like Man City who aren't doing much at the moment. They're they're very quiet. No one's really no. leaving. There's no really any speculations. Yeah. Anyone coming in? But you mm. wouldn't expect that because they've got such amazing players. You got Lauren Hemp. Yeah. You got Annie Shaw. You've got mm. Chloe Kelly. You've got all of those strikers who are just. Scoring and scoring and scoring Incredible, that you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't expect them to leave. And I think I don't see anyone going there. I don't see anyone leaving because they've got... No. They're perfect. Yeah, I think if I was to picture anyone leaving, I couldn't see anyone from Man City going to another club in the WSL. I think if they no. were to leave, they would go over to Europe and have a new adventure in Europe. And Yeah. Um. Yeah, I because I think when you're in the sort of teams that are right at the top of the table, always fighting for the title, that 
it doesn't really make much sense unless obviously they have personal reasons why they they want to leave the club or if a club really wants them and is offering them a lot of money for a lot of players it, it doesn't make sense for them to leave a club like that and yeah I could only really see them going over to Europe maybe to yeah. Barcelona or Bayern Munich those sort of places <laughs> not them being one of the biggest players to leave go to Barcelona and Bayern Munich yeah. Got, well, she's um, Barcelona, Jordan, <laughs> Munich. I mean, they were one of the last big players to leave Man City. Yeah. And I think you do really see the Man City players that leave go to Europe. Like I said, you don't really yeah. see them go to other clubs in the WSL. Um, because of Man City are at the top, why would they want to go to a lower, yeah, not more powerful mm. team in a way? Yeah. On the topic of Barcelona, um, their head coach is leaving. Yes. Which I think, for me, came as a bit of a shock. But mm, um, how amazing Barcelona are! Yeah, um, I would have thought that he would have wanted to stay there. Maybe it wasn't his choice. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's just looking for something new. I think. Yeah. Maybe because he's been doing so well with Barcelona, there have been interests from national teams. Um, But, yeah, I always think how nice it must be to be a Barcelona fan. They just beat someone 9-1. I know. And The WSL teams give me stress every week. I want their kit. Barcelona fans must be so chill. Like They're just just like, oh, yeah, just beating someone 9-1. And it was was all different players. I don't think any of the girls were the same players. Was it? So that's yeah. I thought it was yeah, nine out of was, eleven players, not include not including the goalkeeper. That's yeah. nine out of ten players who just. It was scored. like, yeah, and I mean, I feel bad for the team that played them. Like, imagine losing nine one. <laughs> imagine. I, I think like I'm not a footballer, but. At that point, I think I would have just sat down in the middle of the pitch and said, take the I'm win. Done. I'm done. Take the I'm win. Just Clearly, take, you're going to win. Just, just take just it. Drag me off the field. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, one thing we did forget to mention about the Christmas break is three Lionesses have just got MBEs. So we've got Millie Bright, Mary Epps and Lauren Hemp all have got their... MBEs, very excited for them. Very, very well very, done. Very, very, very proud of them. Um, did you see the interview Lauren Hemp did where she said she got the letter through the post and she thought, oh God, what have I done? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I found that really oh, funny. God. I thought, yeah, I think that would probably be my reaction as well. Like, oh God, yeah. am I being like... I wouldn't I wouldn't open it. I'd leave it for like from a the week. I wouldn't mm. open it. I'd leave it for a week and then... Be like... Imagine. Yeah. She's funny. Um, funny. <laughs> Great player. There are rumours about her, because her contract's up as well. Yes. Yeah, there were rumours, mm. yeah. 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 God knows uh, where. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, why would this girl leave Man City when she's doing amazing mm. for them? Yeah. Um. Obviously... One of the things that people really like about women's football is its accessibility and how the players 
kind of are quite personal about kind of like with their fans and yeah. the things they post on social media. And there's been a lot of kind of speculation around two of the Arsenal players, Katie McCabe and Caitlin Ford, and yeah. around there's been like dating rumours around the two. Mm. Um, the reason there's been so much outrage is because they were in Australia. Obviously, Caitlin's an Australian player and a fan followed them and recorded them. Obviously, this podcast is called Gossip Girls, but it's not. It's not the, the only gossip we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, the only gossip we want to cover is things that have been significant posted. Players, yeah, that are significant or that have been personal information that's been posted on social media by the players. Because I think that there's a a problem in women's football with people thinking they have a right to every single bit of information in these players' lives. And that shouldn't be why you follow women's football. You should follow it because you enjoy watching the matches and because you enjoy the football. And obviously it's an added benefit that they have the ability to be so kind of open and spend their time. They go around after matches, they sign shirts, they take photos. And we're really, really lucky to have that, but there is definitely fans who take it too far. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that's just a quick thing. We just want to make sure that people don't think that this is going to be a podcast that's a complete invasion on players' privacy. That's not what we want it to be about. No, that's not that what we want to reach out to. No people who are becoming fans of women's yeah. football. We want them to start being mm. fans because of their favourite player is doing amazing at their club. Like, their club is climbing up and up and up on the table. Yeah, <clears throat> Not their personal lives, not their own mm. secret life yeah. that we don't want to talk about. Although, yes, it may be not enjoyable, but a bit exciting and something shocking mm. but you don't you don't want to go too deep because you don't want yeah. to obviously ruin mm. their they might become scared they might become yeah. frightened of what these fans could do and that could lead to them stopping football that could lead to them yeah. depression to mm. so much worse becoming sadder and sadder to actually go on the field and do what they yeah. love um yeah so that's just a quick thing yeah on a completely different note, I'm sure anyone who's a fan of women's football has seen the WSL sticker books that have been around in the shops. Actually, but they haven't really been in the shops, have no. they? Because no one can find them anywhere. No one can find the stickers. Which I'm very, very happy about because that means they're just getting sold out. Yeah, exactly. But then also... What are we meant to do once we've got the books? Exactly. Um, So that's obviously very exciting. That's the very first WSL sticker book. And I think from a kind of a newer women's football fan perspective, it's so exciting because I feel like Mm. I'm literally like a six-year-old boy. I know, same. It takes me back to thinking of being in like 
nursery and things well a bit older than nursery but seeing all the boys who would like trade their match attacks yeah and feeling like why don't I have something like this yeah and now it's actually really nice to have that I and love, to be I like oh I'm gonna swap my sticker with your sticker um, I love having duplicates so then I can switch mm, around for a little swap I know I actually do but, have two over here I have the England one ooh. and the World Cup women's <laughs> one, which I haven't done for ages. I need to buy some. Um, yeah. It's just so exciting um, to open up and see you yet. Yeah. <clears throat> just go on. Tell, tell the listeners what happened to you yesterday with your sticker book. I, you, I know you're itching to tell them about your favourite player. You can see <laughs> behind her shirt just hanging up there. <laughs> <clears throat> um so oh ready you're ready <coughs> ready to tell the story ready you're ready okay so me and amelia we've got our um cousin laura who is as big as a fan um we love her yes. she'll be on here very 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 soon we hope um mm-hmm. we've got a lot to talk about um she kindly bought me and amelia um our own sticker books which we were so excited about and last night when we were all on facetime we were planning this podcast we were planning what we we're going to talk about um i said to laura i was like laura can you open mine i was too nervous to wait a whole week because we're seeing her next weekend for the game on the 14th yeah um, what for the game exciting um exciting so I couldn't wait. So I got her to open mine and I got some great cards. I got you some... got such good cards and I'm actually so jealous. Yeah. I haven't opened mine yet, but like all your cards were hung out. I was thinking, <laughs> how have you pulled this off? How have you managed to get such good cards? Uh, but um, I got Viviana Miedemar, um, which oh, I was going crazy about. I was so excited. She, that's all she wanted. She even said to me, she said, Amelia... If you open yours and you have Viviana Miedema, can you please give her to me? And I was like, that's not how this works. I was like, that's not how... I'm not just going to give you Viviana Miedema. <laughs> but, yes, but luckily very... for... Yeah, luckily for Jess, she did find her. So, find her, that's very... a bit weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I did find her. I did find her. But no, her. Very, um, very, very, very lucky. I also got Alessia Russo. Which, okay, um, we get it. You got really good cards. We get it. Okay, let's move we'll on. Talk about yours. We'll talk about yours in the next episode. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, yeah. yeah. Next next episode. Obviously, we're gonna cover whatever's happened in the transfer window since this episode. Um, Hopefully, Leah Williamson's return. Yeah, hopefully Elia Williamson returns. So thank you everyone for listening. I've been Amelia. <laughs> I've been Jess. <laughs> and you've just listened to the first episode of the Gossip Girls podcast. Thank you very much. Enjoyed. Bye. Bye.